A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary care plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AW Dynamite, but also Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2. But oh, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a mega quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet Sidgwick, still enjoying a well earned break, probably catching up on his brilliant book, Becoming All Elite The Rise of AW, which is still available on Amazon. So instead, me and Hamlet will look ahead to to Dynamite tonight, and a mixed bag of things, I think, is the best way of describing it. Yeah. Is there, is that a pool or the sea, or is he having his well-earned break at the lake? Because all <laughs> I saw was a body of water. All uh, I saw was alcohol. I mean, yeah, on I, I, media. I'm liking seeing all them drinks, let me tell you. I am enjoying I was going to say point picks, but it's everything picks. I'm just enjoying them very much. Great. Ties, it's a great thread. Mojitos. A great thread. Um, so there was a bottle of champagne the other day just next to the pool. And why not? And yeah. Why not? Um, I'd like to think that was bought for him by somebody that's like picked up the book on holiday. Yeah. I felt like this has made my break. Thank you very much. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, bloody dynamite. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gone off dynamite, have you? <laughs> dynamite was unbelievable last week. Yeah. So it's weird, this preview, because uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Genuinely. Yeah, yeah Uso's better, so... Skip past that. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't in work last week uh, because the system doesn't work, but I wished I was. Our work system worked. Because the Dynamite absolutely did, right? And I would have loved to be able to talk about it. So then it's like, well, it's all right, because we get to the preview this week. And then the preview reflects nothing of an awesome product. Which, no. So what you the kind of opposing forces. The card doesn't look that amazing, but last week's Dynamite suggested this company is ready to fire on all cylinders in the run-up to All Out. So what's it going to be? Is it going to be a card that only delivers on these fairly measured expectations as we look at the matches individually? Or is it going to be the company that has got this energy back and is going to surprise us with a lot of these things over-delivering mm. one after another? After another? Because that's kind of... There's a, there's two things that I think are excellent, but otherwise you're kind of looking for a series of like mini over-deliveries here. Mm. You? On, on what first appears to just be a little bit... Eh, pulls the excitement from last week's show over, and suddenly you're absolutely buzzing, and we're another week closer to the pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, some of my notes don't reflect what happened last week. I've got nothing there about Daniel Garcia, Brian Daniels, mm. and things like that, and that was obviously one of the big things. We will be talking in due course of, about Ricky Starks. Powerhouse Hobbs is going to be in action, uh, but no word on, on Hook or anything like that. But mm. we should start in the most obvious place, which is what happened on Rampage surrounding 
this uh, number one contendership for the interim AW World title um, because at Quake of the Lake, yeah. someone's facing John Moxley for that title. It was going to be Lionheart Chris Jericho. Mm. Not so sure anymore now because he's been baited into putting that title shot on the line tonight against Wheeler Utah. And I don't, don't take this the wrong way, I don't really mind who wins this. It's fantastic booking this. Really, really good booking. So they had already... Yeah, they've kind of shown you Jericho Moxley as the main event and allowed you to kind of settle into that. It's not going to be Punk. Well, it might be all out, but it's not going to be Punk right now. Yes. It's not going to be his next opponent. Uh, and it's Jericho, like, for all he gets, you know, a mixed reception sometimes in his work can be a mixed bag now, uh, feels like a huge TV opponent. Like, he himself has talked about how he never got a rematch, and that's not how things are happening in AEW, but it's funny now that he's the sports entertainer. He's like, oh, by the way, where's my goddamn rematch? So that kind of fits quite nicely. And then when Wheelie Uta noped him last week, A, that was really funny and really cool. So Wheelie Uta feels like a bigger star just for being like, no thanks. Mm-hmm. To the point where just getting to this match in the first place is kind of tacitly putting Wheelie Uta over. Mm. He's fooled Jericho and having to go quite big just to wrestle him. And then it lingers in the background. There's almost like a spectre hanging over the Blackpool Combat Club of, well, in order to get in, you have to be sworn in, in your own blood. You have to fight your way in, or you have to have earned, like Cesaro, Claudio's earned their respect already mm-hmm. through going to war with them in the past. Yuta had to do it here in the present, in the right now. And Yuta Moxley is a legacy feud. At some point, we are all watching with bated breath for the day that Yuta and Moxley go again, and Yuta finally beats him. Mm. So he's sort of the perfect... Jericho could have set up a, I'll put my title shot against on the line against you, against anybody on this roster, and Wheelie Uter is the perfect person. Yes. So I've got a lot of admiration. I, d- I don't think he'll win. I'm not sure that, like, I think the task of the match is to have me bite on a single near fall because I kind of think Jericho and Moxley is a shoo-in. I just like that in the trouble of making this match, they found the exact perfect person to make it as dramatic as possible. It gets us all, it reminds us all that Uter is a player and that no matter who he's in a stable with, those people should be just as aware that, like like with Daniel Garcia beating Brian Danielson last week, that, you know, what is it? So they, they had the four pillars. They were called the four killers, weren't they? Yes. You know, it was like there was Utah and uh, Daniel Garcia, and then uh, there was uh, there was two more, but obviously there's a rotation of young guys in mm-hmm. AW. It might have been you know, Dante Martin or something, but like those two in particular at the moment feel like the ones that you should be wary of. Mm-hmm. And with Garcia getting that huge win, it's almost in itself a nice advert for this week. Well, can Uta do it too? They're always in a game of one-ups and shit with each other. They've just had the pure title match, and Uta's beat Garcia, and Garcia's beaten Brian. So it stands to reason that you would fancy Wheeler Uta against Chris Jericho. But he can't beat Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho's got John Moxley. And on and on and on yes. and on that goes. And it's I just think it's a really cool, like, little added treat before Quake at the Lake. Yeah, I think Chris Jericho wins as well. Yeah. Um, how that happens, I'm not sure. Like, you can go the obvious route of just the JAS get involved go quite an interesting route of the JAS get involved, but the thing that actually costs Utah is a mistake by Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. trying to help them, and then you've got Kingston and Moxley butting heads, potentially, yep. which is very intriguing. Claudio quite annoyed at Kingston getting involved, and Kingston, don't you, don't you dare come near me with this. Like, I shook your hand for, for Moxley, don't you dare come at me with it. Like, exactly. That's like, yeah. Or, you know, Chris Jericho can just, well, like, Wheeler Utah is still developing, you know, um, or like you say, Garcia potentially could be the real catalyst for for all of this. Yeah, there is going to come a point in this match, though. Yeah, where Wheeler Utah may lock on a submission or, or 
drop Jericho, and I'm going to go, cool. <laughs> well, I guess they're doing you a mocks at the pipe. A, a, Not the pipe, but the, you know, the TV special. A fuzzy time before Quake at the Lake. I neither know nor care. I just I assume they must have been doing some UK dates because if Jericho wants to convert into being the Lionheart, he's probably going to get it done in the NHS. So <laughs> I, just, I wondered if they were coming back now. I'm being silly and facetious. Speaking of comebacks, though, mm-hmm. the undisputed elite return tonight, yes. and uh, we've missed them. Yeah, I not everybody has, I don't think, but I'm quite excited for this. I think your mileage will vary. Not like, I'm not going to get into the Adam Cole discourse because it was absurd at the time, and it's even, oh. lu- it's even ludicrous with just a few weeks of retrospect. But... The group coming back all together, uh, a welcome in this time where AEW has felt a little short on the big stars and hasn't really, like, hasn't, they've done an okay job of plugging the gap, but maybe not as well as it might have looked considering how many people seem there to step up. We're going to get to one who really should have stepped up by now and hasn't been given the chance to. Um, But I like seeing these three back, and it's as much to do with the um, trios titles getting announced last week. So obviously they're going to immediately like, state their intent to win those belts, and maybe we'll get a tournament bracket tonight. Maybe that's what the undisputed elite are there to to kick off, is that, well, they're going to come out and Tony's going to say, glad you're here, Adam, and, you know, they don't like each other, he's going to give them the stink eye, and he's going to say, because here's the brackets for the tournament, and it's going to, for argument's sake, the undisputed era versus versus death triangle. And like Adam Cole and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are going to sell it. And, oh no, but, but they'll beat Death Triangle, you know. So like there's the Young Bucks in question mark, and that's what I was going to get to the Young Bucks in question mark because <gasps> the Young Bucks and Hangman Page is the coolest thing going. Um, and it's it, not there yet, is it? And is it even the Young Bucks and Hangman Page? Yeah. The ultimate, like sort of Matt Jackson giving it the uh, the nod back at full gear, and ever since then, and they were the more hated of the two rivals. Like you know, Matt hated him way more than Nick ever did, but. Matt seems to be the one to find the most, and been the one who's acknowledged Paige more than Nick after the fact. So the idea of like the young bucks coming out and being like, "Look, we know the question on everybody's lips, and we know that these, they alluded to it last week, didn't they?" Yeah, we, we know why this, like, why these trios titles are happening, and we've wanted to, you know, be back together as much as anybody. So Matt Jackson's got the microphone. He's like, "We're going to be in the trios tournament. We don't want to keep you guys waiting any longer." The big question mark. Next week at Quake at the Lake or whenever, you know, we're going to be entering the tournament. And then Nick Jackson just speaks first back and Kenny Omega, he's coming back. <laughs> and Matt's sort of shocked me now. Oh, Christ, I thought, it, I thought Paige was going to be here. Oh, whatever, and then you're off. Yeah, yeah, then you're yeah. off with all that. Whichever way this goes, because it's elite and you never, you think you've figured it out and then they throw you a curveball or they do something like that you would have never seen coming. This is the pretty exciting stuff for people that are into the lore of the elite. It won't work for everybody, but this currently is really working for me. Yeah, exactly. The uh, the intrigue around all that and the, you know, even if you don't watch Being the Elite or things like that, I think you're aware of the association. Oh, it's entrenched in AEW yeah. lore now. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, and the impending returns. I mean, just as we head towards All Out, are just so exciting. Like we had Danielson back last week mm-hmm. and then they still went, and he's still not 100%. Yeah. I'll see his cave is in. It's really cool that because, yeah, as you say, like there's a run of potential comebacks. If we're to assume that Kenny Omega is going to return for the trios belts, if we're to assume that Punk is going to return for the John Moxley match, and if we're to assume that uh, Brian Danielson is going to work this story now, where he's going to have a series of matches where people brutalise his head and we get nervous about his head injuries, you've just inserted like arguably the three of the top four biggest single stars in the company yeah. back into the fold, while the other one, John Moxley, is walking around carrying the biggest belt you have. So it's a nice position for AEW to be in when it's felt for a lot. Like, their absences have all really been felt, I think. Mm. Talk to me about Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. Why? 
I don't want to. I'll um, talk to you about TLC 2 from SummerSlam 2000, or I'll talk to you about the Hardys versus Edge and Christian uh, in a steel cage from Unforgiven 2000, or I'll talk to you about even Christian and Matt Hardy trying their best to elevate the ECW, that big silver overly belt in uh, 2009, 2010, whenever it was. I do not want to talk to you about Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy in 2022. I cannot believe we've arrived here. Look, I know we, there was a chance it was going to happen because of the booking a few weeks ago. Christian on the cheap heat world tour, and it was like, right, Jeff Hardy's turn. Like they spun the wheel backstage. Yeah. Who can we like sort of do the cheap heat gags about? It's going to be Jeff Hardy. Out comes Matt. History, blah, 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 blah. But like Jungle Boy came back. He did his own version of the Christian cheap heat promo, and it got over huge. Luchasaurus is the mystery thing. That's what I want to talk about. That's like Luchasaurus letting Jungle Boy get to him. What's that about? Let's have a bit more on that. Christian, uh, like obviously he's going to wrestle tonight, but Christian firing back after Jungle Boy's caustic remarks about his divorce and things like that. Give me that. Don't give me it after like 12 boring minutes. I just... Yeah, and if you're Jungle Boy and you, from last week, if, you know storyline, mm. you've still you've, you've chased him through the crowd, but he's just managed to escape. You're desperate to get your hands on him. And someone says, you know that guy who, like, slagged off your family, slagged off your late father, slagged you off, yeah. you know, turned on you, betrayed you, tried to corrupt your best friend. He's going to be in that ring for a good 10 minutes later on tonight, guaranteed. Like, how does this match even take place? Apart, aside from, I suppose they could maybe say Jungle Boy's banned. Is you know the Butcher and the Blade are on TV a few weeks ago. This is going somewhere, I promise. The Andrade family office, is that still a thing or not? It's not, is it? Because <laughs> Andrade's with Roosh. Like, that's pretty much kind of quietly disbanded. I think, that, I think he's now part of the, the Andrade family office. Ah, they're not like the, like Ingo Bernabez or something I, like that. I don't know, mate. I was going somewhere with that, which was to say, what if Christian enlists the services of private party who help him batter Matt Hardy because he was never helpful to them. Okay. And then not only has he got more people that he can work instead of him to make the money, but he's going to be like, I'm going to make all this like money and I don't want to work, so you can do tag <laughs> matches. But they also have a trios group mm. and you enter the tournament and you put Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus and X in on another bracket and that match is teased before the singles match. I like that. I'm just pulling stuff out of my ass. Yeah, we're but we're trying not, to spin our wheels too. Do not care about this match. Trying to spin our wheels to all out, aren't we? That's the singles match, and that's great. But I, the, the thing I want the most out of Christian Cage is more on Luchasaurus. Yeah, when when we said, well, I'm glad Jungle Boy's back, and mm. you know they had what happened last week, and you're like, okay, you've got, what, four or five weeks, something like that, till all out? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I didn't think, well, you know what we need now? It's a match with Matt Hardy. <laughs> well, the fact that it didn't happen immediately after that thing with Jeff, what, like three weeks ago? Mm. I thought we'd escaped you know i, th I think we're in the clear it's been, it's been a few weeks and mm. then we're getting it now maybe it'll be good yeah, they're all pros like it won't be rubbish. cage wins though yeah cage wins it won't be rubbish um it, this is not it's important to differentiate between the what this is not going to be one of those nxt 2.0 oh god they're too inexperienced or this is weird or they, they, like it's not going to be a botch fest none of that sort of stuff but it's and it, and it might even be, like be competent to the point where it's almost like really entertaining. But just why? Like dynamite is a constant race against time. There are always too many things on the show. There are always things that need more space to breathe. This is not just a generic ramp, uh, rant about the women not getting enough. It's typically about most things not getting enough, right? Was it like Hobbs and Stark got a replay last week and it was like, oh my god, yeah, I'm seeing it again like that. It shouldn't be so jarring that something actually gets 
like held in like held aloft above mm. everything else on the show. And it's just when you see a match like this on the card, when we're previewing stuff and odds are something gets added between this preview going out and the show airing, mm-hmm. it's just like get like trim the trim the fat everywhere you can on dynamite. And this entire match feels like fat that could have been trimmed. Yeah, six matches already advertised. Well, maybe not then, maybe dynamite. nothing extra, yeah. They, they could quite easily hoist. Feels enough, doesn't it? Mm. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Well, let's talk about... um... You mentioned the Ricky Starks thing. Yeah. Uh, what's next for him? A powerhouse, obviously, I should point out, is in action tonight. I cannot wait for this. I cannot wait for this. Um, Cedric was the first to spot it. So we've like we've talked before on previews about uh, the likelihood of a split between Hobbs and Starks. Starks was, and now you kind of reflect back on it, very carefully and willfully turning himself babyface over a series of four or five mm. like all-timer for him promos. Uh, and the road to feels weird without him. Yeah, uh, we, like this a week going by without Ricky Starks as part of the pre AW discourse is really quite something. It shows like they almost magnify somebody's star when they're not around. Like every day on Twitter, it must be an algorithm thing. I like you know because I sometimes forget to log in right, and I'll just be scroll. I don't have the app on my phone. It's an attempt to just not be completely addicted and enslaved by it. So, like, I'll be on the website version, and then it stops looking at the timeline. It goes to just generic tweets from people. Right. And there's always a Kenny Omega, days without Kenny Omega, 200. Yeah. You see those tweets quite a lot. And that elevates him. He's nowhere near television, and he's barely mentioned. But you, if there's people constantly thinking about him, not even though he's not there, <laughs> yeah. like, what a star. And I think that's, like, they're going to get that with Hobbs. Sorry, with, um, with Starks. 
by Hobbs wrestling and him not, there's going to be this like this desperation to see mm. Ricky Starks. And instead, what we're going to see is the guy that beat him up beat somebody else up. Like Hobbs is going to just absolutely batter some full, just truck them in the way that only he does. Probably going to work the neck. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some sort of, if he like adds a hidden blade type move to his arsenal because it's what he turned on Starks with and it's what I expect him to use against him in the match. I'd love Taz to be on commentary because I'd love to get a bit of detail on yes. what's going on with Team Taz. It's like, like even if Excalibur just says, like, what's the scoop? And he says, man, I'm like, Hobbs hasn't answered my calls all week. I'm seeing him for the first time since what happened last week, just, just as you are, because Hook and Starks fist bumped, which, and then Hook left, which led you to believe that all was Rosie mm. and Team Taz, the locker room, even if it wasn't between Hobbs and Starks. And we'd seen that festering. So yeah, I'm quite looking forward to this just being a hook, uh, uh, Hobbs destruction derby, and question more questions still to be asked over the physical well-being of Starks. That's a singles match at all. I yeah, Starks are uh, uh, conspicuous by his absence. Maybe definitely sell it. People I, like people will miss him. They're not in a position where they need to worry that they'll forget about him. They'll just miss him. Uh, now I know you were concerned following Rampage about Orange Cassidy's uh, place in the company. He's in mm. action against Jay Lethal tonight, but he has seemingly got a new best friend in Wardlow. Yeah. And all the shenanigans with Sanjay and Satnam and, and what have you. Is that going to factor in, I assume, to all this? Yeah. Yeah. Look at an AEW card and you look at the individual matches and I like this and it's a fun thing about it is that if you don't see anything particularly captivating about the singles matches, it doesn't take very long for you to look at the people they're associated with or infused with and realise where why this exists. Yes. Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal exists because uh, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh have gotten into Wardlow's business. Wardlow's become, Wardlow in his search for friends has found the literal best ones and has become <laughs> an associate of that crew. Like, I, I don't ever want to consider him a member of best friends. I just want him to kind of hang out with Orange Cassidy. Let's keep this, let's, let's I'll keep... I'll see him in a tie-dye. I'd rather keep a, like a faded dashed line, I think. <laughs> you know, like, um, in the Premier League table where you get there, before the end of the season, it's a, a dashed line for the relegation zone and the playoff yes. places rather than a thick, like one. That's enough for me. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to see the R permanently next to Wardlow's name, as in relegated, hanging out with best friends all the time. But I do like him and Orange Cassidy, like kind of giving each other the rub. Like Orange Cassidy is this, in my opinion, this main eventer in waiting at this point. Wardlow is, but kind of has to pretend to not be. He's got all of this star power. They put the belt on him just in time. So yeah, Orange Cassidy probably beats Jay Lethal here, but then they do the sort of immediate cop out, the three of them, the three of them go to attack. Wardlow makes a save. Wardlow and Orange Cassidy. Um, Wardlow and Satnam Singh very briefly have a stare oh. down. That's awesome. It's broken up. Like, or Jay Lethal and Sanjay don't say, save it for another day. And then Wardlow picks up uh, Orange Cassidy's aviators and has a look at them for a second, <laughs> but then gives them back to Orange Cassidy. We don't yet get the image of Wardlow actually in the aviators yeah. giving it the thumb. He just hands him the glasses back and then walks away. Yeah, I agree. I think Cassidy has to win. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, like, I need... Show me, I'm starting to think, um, by the way, off the back of all this, uh, it's tricky. Um, but you know how, obviously, Wardlow fought Cassidy and beat him, and it was this sort of... They kind of played it perfectly, didn't they? They got, their, they got the balance right of a babyface versus babyface match. I am starting to doubt that Orange Cassidy is going to get his big all-out singles program. So if nothing else, at least getting a win keeps him involved in rankings conversations. Like at least if he loses this as part of a setup to a match, I, I think they've I think they've knackered him again. 
Like, I, I want to believe that Orange Cassidy has got something significant for All Out. Yeah, I think so. And I so think a win can't here afford is, to... You know, it's just... I know that they're priming Jay Lethal for Wardlow, and, but it's only Jay Lethal, man. Yeah, exactly. You can beat him there just like you can beat him another time. Um, in terms of women's action, we have Thunderstorm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. We'll get to, to ladies' night in a second, <laughs> and our prediction for what time the only women's match on AW Dynamite will go down. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like Britt Baker may have sort of planted the seed in this one. Mm. I don't know. I watched the I watched the road two. Yeah, and like uh, Tony Storm slaps the title belt on Thunder's shoulder. Mm. Like. She hasn't forgotten. I cannot make my mind. I like the intrigue around this. I cannot make my mind up on this. I so I really like that Britt Baker plants the seed, as you say. And so la- here's where my brain's gone with this whole thing. Last week, she plants the seed, and I think I even said this on the rampage review. Britt Baker has done that as much out of insecurity of the stability of her own relationship with Jamie Hayter. Yeah. And that's why she's trying to drive that wedge between Thunderstorm again is because she knows deep, deep, deep down that Jamie Hayter is going to come for her at some point. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know, I'll put it, I'll project my insecurities yeah. onto you. Then, this Tony Storm Thunder Rosa thing kind of, like, shows itself to be a little bit true. Tap, tap, tap on the belt. Like, they've talked before about fighting again one of these days. So, you're like, ah, was Britt Baker actually right? And then I'm thinking, is this a double bluff? And they're doing the Tony Storm Thunder Rosa tease is to throw you off the Britt Baker Jamie Hayter scent because oh. that because the original thing was right and it is about Britt Baker's insecurities with Jamie Hayter. Ergo, I'm genuinely interested in this match because I feel like it has ramifications. I actually feel like a story is being told and it's either on one side with the baby faces or it's on the other with the heels. But they all can't coexist <laughs> is what I've arrived at. Something's got to give between one of these teams, and I like like this feels quite like. What's JR's for it? The combustible elements mm. at play here. One team is going to lose, and one team's very, very fragile, tenuous friendship can't exist following the defeat. So whilst I have no particular projections over the match quality, it should be all right. I don't have a I don't have a good feeling that it's gonna like knock it out of the park and be this four-star classic or anything. But yeah, I ju- I've got a good feeling that we're going to get some pretty significant development. Maybe not tonight, but like the the faces pulled, the teases, the implication is going to be very heavily leaning on that. You know, these team, one of these teams is going to split. Which one? I'm going to go with my original thing and say Baker and Hater. Mm. Thunderstorm win, and the the road two stuff was a bit of a, a bluff. Tony Storm's there as a challenger for another day, but it's a bluff for now. And Britt Baker. Like loses a cool with Jamie Hater. Like this was the this was the opportunity through Britt Baker's eyes. This was the opportunity get him on over on Thunder Thunder Rosa and Thunderstorm for Jamie Hater to redeem herself for the fact that Britt Baker's kind of been a bit of a non-factor lately and they failed and that's Hater's fault. That's like that's how Britt Baker's going to see this and that's what she's going to project. I'm going to predict both teams turn. Wow. Okay. No, I like. I that. don't think it's going to happen, but it'll be a hell of a call if it is. Yeah. I think you're right. I think Baker and Hater lose, mm-hmm. and then something happens there where the Hater says, you know, Baker shoves a finger in Jamie Hater's chest, and she goes, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And then I think and Rebel maybe, Not Reba's like chasing them backstage. Come on, guys, get it, get yeah. it together. Yeah, yeah. And then I think, meanwhile, arm in the air, Ms. Logan Paul-esque. Yes. Little look from Tony Storm. Boom, and she says, a quake isn't the only storm coming at the lake. I don't know, it was, 
Weather things. I don't really know. That's, uh, no, I'm like, a meteorologist. That's a good match for Quake at the Lake. And if, I don't think this is on your preview, but can we have a little minute? On, Battle of the Belt. Because I know what we're getting to. But yeah, for Battle of the Belts, this, like, you could set up a kind of out of nowhere Battle of the Belts match. I have um, Battle of the Belts predictions. Go on. I think, so they're going to announce more for underneath, by the way, Takeshita versus Claudio. Oh my God. <laughs> I cannot, I, I'm not going to watch Battle of the Battles live, but I will make time for that and fair play to them for that. I'm going to go with... Uh, it's going on Saturday, isn't it? It's taped Friday going down Saturday. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that feels right. So I'm going to go with uh, Athena versus Jade Cargill mm-hmm. for the TBS title. And in his first defense of the FTW title... Hook oh. with, with an opponent to be named when you look at things and it makes sense. I don't know who that opponent is. Like that would be an AEW roster game if we had such a game. But those are going to be that's what I think is going to be a battle of the belts. Those Can you remember the last battle of the belts built? Oh, I get confused because there's been two, hasn't there? There's been two previous. Have you got them both there? I've got them both here because yeah. they're all a bit of a mix in my head. Hangman Page, Adam Cole for a world title. Was it one of the battle of the belts? Nope. What? Oh, God. Oh, hang on, page Lance Archer. Nope. <laughs> That's the worst one I'm looking, I'm looking at. Did hang on, page defend it either with Battle of the Belts? Battle of the Belts. Hang on, wait a second. I'm looking. Yeah, they, so the old, all the Battle of the Belts are taking place this year. Okay. Interim TNT title. Uh, yes. Sammy Guevara, S- Dustin Rhodes. Sammy and Dustin. Yeah. They were no good. Uh, was that the first one? First one. Yeah. The opener. Mm-hmm. Um, Jade Cargill has defended the TBS title at one of them. No, nope. <laughs> okay. FTW title has definitely been. Yes, defended. it has. Starks cannot remember who. Sidal. That was the first one as well. Guevara, Dustin Rhodes, Starks, Sidal, Jungle Boy, Luke Soros. No. God damn it! You know uh, There's so many bloody belts. That's too many belts, mate. Too many. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, Ring of Honor TV title. No. Nope. You are taking the piss. You're, you're half right. Ring of Honor tag belts. No. Nope. Ring of Honor appeal title. No. Nope. Jonathan friggin' Gresham. Yeah. Against our boy. Our oh boy. We uh, loved him when we were went to see when we went to see this show. Um, and his uh entourage, let's say. Brian Cage? No. No. The other one. He didn't, he didn't fight Tully Blanchard. Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle. I, do re- I remember that match now, actually. Gresham and Castle. Uh, Guevara also defended the TNT title on the second one. Scorpio Sky. Yeah, Scorpio yeah. Sky. And well, he did, sorry, he didn't defend. He won it. I, I could say. have sworn Hangman Page had the belt on the line in the second one. So, Battle of the Belt. What was the date of the second one, please? April 15th, 2022. That was after WrestleMania. Just after WrestleMania. Yeah, my brain was scrambled. So, that was... Now, you're going to have to tell me. Uh, so the main event of the first one uh-huh. was the AW Women's World Title, Britt Baker versus Riho. Yeah, of course. That was a rematch, I think, wasn't it? The like whole. Yeah, Riho had beaten her, I think. Uh, and the main event of the second one was Thunder Rosa defending the AW Women's World Title against Nyla Rose. Oh God, that was a Battle of the Belts main event. I could have. Oh, what about the house not being a dynamite match? Yeah. You know? I do right. g- genuinely think they need to really up their game when it comes to Battle of the Belts. I realised that they were like, we can have two hours, and they get you get one hour. It scans, yeah, it scans like a pissed off inconvenience, doesn't it? Yeah, but I'm really like earnestly cannot wait for Castagnoli and. Oh, that's them. already like arguably one of the best matches they've, oh, ever, they've I, had. It that, that can't not rule. So yeah, I'm going with yeah Athena and Jade Cargill and Hook 
against somebody. I, I like that. I really do like that. But yeah, like you say, we could get potentially a very fast tracked Thunder. I don't think they will. I think if they're mm. going to do Thunder Rosa versus potentially Heel Storm, mm. that's going to be safe for the pape. Yeah. But who knows? I'm just going to say double turn because bollocks to it. But what about then double turn uh, four way at all oh. out? So nobody knows who can trust anybody. And like Jamie here, like theoretically, I like that. Like I know it's I know it's a bit WWE to do a four way, but even so, but you've got like these two. Yeah, you got justification like for it. Elements. Uh, right, one last thing to do then the mm-hmm. game. Oh, hang on. It's time to play the game. That being ladies' night of the game. And I'll let you go first. All you need to do is give us a time for the first theme of one of the women wrestling in the only women's match to drop on Dynamite last night. Shout out to, to last night, even tonight. Shout out to Adam Blair, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was Adam Blair. Um, I mean, the only thing I ever get from ladies' night is the L at the very beginning, because I never win this. Could it open the show? No! <laughs> uh, what will open the show, actually? Dumpster match? The duff. Cassidy, maybe? They like Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, Jay Lethal feels good because if not, i got a worrying feeling it's going to be Matt Hardy and Christian Cage. Um, I'll go with one hour and Jericho Utah doesn't need the world, does it? No. One hour and 29 minutes and uh 44 seconds because there's four women in it. Okay. 40 Fowler, as Fowler. Fowler. Sid would say. Uh, it doesn't need the time. It's still going to get it. Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> one hour, 22 minutes and 36 seconds. Okay. We shall see. We will see if you can get your break the streak <laughs> tomorrow or if I can extend my lead over Michael Sidgwick. Mm. I'm going to message him next week, even though I'm not here. Uh, my time for ladies' night, by the way, is... Uh, <laughs> don't want to lose this. Um, finally, we have a dumpster match. Yep. Ass boys, the acclaimed. Uh, I do like... The, have you watched The Road 2? The Road 2 is, like, majority dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the gun club, because they are unintentionally... Intentionally? But unintentionally hilarious yep. on this. Um, and... We see the whole music video that we may have seen on Rampage. Um, and I have a spot for this match. Okay. But I'll, I'll get your th- thoughts on it first. I have a, the one spot for it because there's a lot of reasons they could have gone with a dumpster match, but one of them surely has to be that uh, the dumpster, it has not been many dumpster matches. And if it's not, you know, synonymous with anybody, it's the New Age Outlaws. I know there was the Braun Strowman. Sammy Zayn dumpster match. Have I got that right? Yeah, but I chucked him in one. Aye, but um, yeah, it's you know people remember the Outlaws versus Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. So if you're gonna kind of tacitly reference that, it probably makes sense to do the ladder spots. So Billy Gunn and Cactus Jack kind of careering off the ladder into the open dumpster could be uh, Bowens and Austin Gunn, mm-hmm. for example. You know they get put, there's a fight going on or whatever. Um, so you have that. I would love. In light of the, uh, this will make people very nervous, right? And I, it doesn't have to be forever, it just has to be for now. In light of certain recent conversations that have been taking place on the inner near. I'm, I'm already nervous as you say this. Dumpster, uh, at ringside, 
big thing, lids closed, right, with one of them doors on the side. Okay. You know, some of them are so big, they've got like a door on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're banging each other into the dumpster or whatever. And Billy Gunn's out there, running interference, of course he is, right? So... Dead. Dead. So, and it's the baby faces now, the acclaims, they're at disadvantage, and that's okay. But Max Caster's got Billy Gunn, and like, the dumpster's all the way up there. Billy Gunn's a tall guy, and he can reach the lid, but Max Caster can't, and they make a joke of it. So he goes to open the door instead to hoy Billy Gunn in the dumpster. Get him out of the way, so just get on with the fight. Opens the door. Oh, you didn't know? Oh. Road Dog was in the bin because that's where he resides generally <laughs> in the goddamn trash. And he emerges out the door and he's doing and like it does make me think and Red they dog really show. ratchet up the heel stuff. So he's doing the shake, rattling, knee dropping, the punches and all that. And he's helping like the ass boy, so he's a heel anyway. Okay, this crowd doesn't like him. Like, boff, 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 boff. And then just, like, he's the first one getting hoid in the dumpster. The acclaimer's like, enough of you. In fact, both, yes, both outlaws get hoid in the first dumpster. And like the outlaws match, there's a second dumpster, which is where the ass boys get thrown into. The outlaws are like, out the way. Push that dumpster off the stage. The acclaimed are like, not only are we, like, spiritual successors to use, we're like... But we, yeah, we're figuratively, you don't need to do this literally, that, that could be really dangerous. We were figuratively pushing you off the stage and out of the way, old timers, like this is our time. I like that. Something like that. And they uh, have to win, don't they? And then Road Dog gets backstage and he like tries to make friends with people and a lot of people get really nervous and concerned yeah. that like bad news is happening. Oh, he goes on uh, AW Unrestricted and then he can be on two podcasts that aren't as good as ours. Oh, got him. Um, oh, you didn't know, check the in charts anyway. <laughs> My spot I thought of. Uh, I just thought then as well, if it's not Road Dog, mm. because it makes me far too nervous, like you say, what if Wardlow's just become a guy who just protects people? <laughs> okay. So he's not doing the Orange Cassidy stuff. Yeah. That just happens without incident. And then like he's like, no, this is unjust. I'm not having this. And he gets into it with Billy Gunn. Okay. Wardlow and Billy Gunn. Powerbomb Symphony on Billy Gunn. Yes, please. Oh, my God. Does he get involved in the rest of the match? Yeah, don't like have him emerge out of a dumpster like Oxford the Grouch. <laughs> Waddle of the Grouch. Waddle's world! Where Bro- Bruce Strowman came back. Yeah, that was it. He was in like, a, he put him in a bin lorry, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, that'll stop him. <laughs> My only spot, right, just I mean, before I say this, I'm just going to double check. What are the rules to win a dumpster match? Okay, a casket match, I think. Hoy him in the dumpster, close the lids. So, they pointed this out on the road to, and I immediately thought... Well, there's your spot. I'm gonna, and I'm going to tweet this, but you know, the Wilbur Mega fans will forgive me. In goes Bowens. Yeah. In goes Caster. Yeah. Maybe even Billy Gunn's helping or celebrating or whatever, right? They're in there. They are done. Mm. It's over. Two lids on a dumpster, right? Mm-hmm. Both have to go down, I assume. Yeah. Boom. One lid comes down. Boom, the other lid comes down. Or does it? Because it's not quite closed, because in between one dumpster lid and another is a single finger. That's right, he's scissoring the dumpster to make sure it's not shut. Flies open, beats the shit out of them, in they go, and their dad, boom, the acclaim win. That is brilliant. I mean, in um, in the dumpster community... It is seen as the absolute worst thing you can do to cut one of those, you know. It's seen as the cardinal lid sin. <laughs> Very good. Well, I was worried about the dynamite preview with that Sige, but turns out we've nailed it. Check. Ready ready for a dynamite review and SmackDown covered. All of your wrestling digested.
That's not your thoughts. This show, this show's going to rule. It's been a lot of like Triple H, WWE's great, etc. This week, yeah. the show's still going to be the best of the week. Yeah. Uh, let us know your thoughts on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch. They can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Dynamite. Of course, taking place tonight from. Can you remember the location? That's right, a tiny little bar. Um, <laughs> at, my, <laughs> at Michael Hamlet. Uh, you can follow Michael Sidgwick and his. Drinks journey on holiday uh, <laughs> at MC Drink, and you get his brilliant book, Becoming All the Rise of AW, on Amazon right now. Great holiday read. Uh, great read, regardless, but a very good holiday read mm. nonetheless. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Our NXT available is available right now. And our review of this show will be out tomorrow as well. But for now, this has been the Dynamite Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.